Hello there. Welcome. Welcome back to Triple Threat. Yeah, I was just turning up my volume there. We are going to jump into this because we got a lot to discuss. We are going to be discussing tonight, ladies and gentlemen, television. Simply television, the shows that made television, its uh, evolution over time. And we're going to really just get into how television became the way it is now. With that being said, let's go back a bit. We're going to go way back. So, in 1927, a guy named Philo Farnsworth successfully demonstrated electronic television in San Francisco. Um, in September of 1928, America's first commercially produced television sets were based on a mechanical television system. Um, so, television back then was um was a lot different a lot lot different than how it is now now let me explain okay so television back in the 1930s and 40s um Mainly, <clears throat> if you've ever seen old black and white photos, you have the the dad and the mom, and you got the kids on the floor, and they're all gathered around this little screen. This screen that is about maybe half the size of your average laptop. And... They're all sitting in there super close, you know, because families could only afford to have one television set. That's what it was called. It was a television set. It wasn't TV. It was a television set. Now, the price of a television um, was a lot different. So let's, let's look that up. Okay, so what I'm seeing here <clears throat> the first RCA model debuted at $600 in 1939 adjusted for inflation $600 into 2011, that would be $9,773. So, with that being said, yes, 
not everybody had a TV back then. And TV didn't... Between the 1930s and 40s, and the 20s, and, well, even before the invention of television, how people got their um, information or their enjoyment was through books and uh, radio. I mean, your radio nowadays is just, like, something you just turn on in the car, right? And you listen to, like, a, a sports cast or a song or something while you're going to work or something. But uh, back then, radio radio was your form of uh, entertainment. And your family would sit around and listen to your, your radio shows. Um... And that's what people did. They went into this, like how people make uh, animated movies. They went into this room with a microphone, and they recorded your um, they recorded your uh, radio show. Um, and you know, and before that, before the uh, invention of electricity, you know, people would just tell stories. So before we go back to like the beginning of time kind of thing, let's fast forward. Now, your first television shows were things like well, before we get into the stuff that like people kind of already know of, Let's find out what some of the what the first television shows were. So you had your well, I don't know if it's the first, but a good example of one of the first television shows, um, the Lone Ranger, which was a Western uh, television show. Aired on ABC Network from 1949 to 1957. So... We're going to jump in kind of to sitcoms because I kind of know more about those. So in the 1950s, you had... Your shows like... um, You had I Love Lucy... You had, um, I, I think this one was in the fifties. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check on this one. Uh, no. Um. Okay, so that one was. Yeah. No, you had um. You had Father Knows Best. You had The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Uh, and no. No, I, I don't mean... I don't mean Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> so if anybody is, like, thinking, Oh, Ozzy? No, no. Not Ozzy Osbourne. Not Ozzy Osbourne. Way before him. You had The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. You had... um. 
you had your sci-fi stuff like the Twilight Zone and you had your variety shows. Some of the first variety shows you had the Milton Burl show. I, I can't exactly pronounce his name correctly. But you had the Milton Burl show. You had the Ed Sullivan show. You had, uh, you know, your uh, Steve Allen show. Um, and you had, um, you had Mr. Ed, which was a, uh, a show about a talking horse that they used uh, peanut butter on his gums to get his mouth to move. You had little simple stuff like that. <clears throat> um, and then you had radio ads that would be put into the television shows, you know, when they went on commercial break. And they would show, like, your your latest toy or your latest, um, your, the, like, the latest Barbie doll or something like that. So, like, commercials, like how they were today, but how, I mean, not how they are today, but just different. Now, here's what television was like in the time span of the 1950s to the 1960s, okay? Your dad went to work. The mom stayed home to clean the house with the kids. There was no swearing. There was no mention of, uh, there was no mention of, like, any kind of divorce. There was no mention of fidelity. Everything was centered to represent America as if it was perfect. That's how television started out. And it was like, it wasn't really until like, the 70s that television started to kind of branch out because the difference between movies and television was that you went to the movies you spent your money you know to see the movie and uh and stuff but but television was geared towards when you have your television set and you have your three channels I think that's correct. Let me double check on that, but I think it was three channels. NBC, CBS, and ABC. So those were your first three. NBC, CBS, and ABC. Uh, all three networks began regular commercial television broadcasts in the 1940s. NBC and CBS began com commercial operations in 1941, followed by ABC in 1948. So, and... You had your, like, little morning television serials, like your, uh, your Batman, your Superman, little things like that that the kids would watch. 
you know, before they went to school or, you know, on weekends. You had your Saturday morning cartoons. So, so television, like, I mean, it's even different. It's, it's difficult for even me to imagine because, you know, I grew up with, with everything kind of already being there. So to like talk about and think about television, having only three channels, you know, television being set to one television per house, it's, it's kind of crazy to think on, isn't it? Some families, they're, I mean, you know, everybody's got a television now, but like you could be like living on a block in your suburb and maybe like only you would have a TV or like the person two houses down from you would have a TV. So you went over to their house to watch television and there wouldn't be a television in your house. So it was like really exciting if you came home and your dad bought the, the new TV set home. It was little antennas and and stuff like that. So I think what's really amazing is that that television is everywhere now, and it's reasonably priced too. You know, could you imagine paying six hundred dollars for a a, t- a TV that has a screen that's only about twelve inches? That's crazy, isn't it? So, in the 60s, television, like, it was still kind of the same. You had your shows like uh, Hogan's Heroes, uh, The Honeymooners, and you had, uh, and Ozzy and Harriet, that show was still going on. So... Oh, and you had um, you had Gunsmoke, and uh, I think I think Bonanza was starting out in the '60s. I got to double check on that one. Okay, so it started in 1959 and went on into the '60s, but you get what I mean. Um, you had uh. You had the Adams family. Television a lot back then was black and white. Um, like some families, they only had a black and white television. So like when colored TVs came around, you know, like it was a big, it was a big change. It was a big difference. Um, let's see. And a lot of these shows, like I know about, but I'm like checking the years because I want to make sure that I keep this authentic. Um, the Beverly Hillbillies, that started in the 60s, and, uh, trying to think, what else here, I think of, um, the Ed Sullivan show, that show was still going on in the 60s, and that show transferred into color. The ironic thing about the uh, Ed Sullivan show is, is that, um, he helped open the doors in a way for a lot of 
musicians. Uh, the Doors were on the Ed Sullivan Show. The Rolling, I think the Rolling Stones were. Um, Elvis, this little group from Liverpool called the Beatles. They didn't really go anywhere, but you know they were on the Ed Sullivan Show. <clears throat> Whew. Um, so as we get into the seventies. Television was trying out new things in a way, but not so much to where it didn't like differate from the norm. Here's the funny thing. Television was so strict back in like the early 60s and 1950s. They didn't show couple married couples sleep in the same bed. So when they would show uh, the scene of like a couples of like couple sleeping, there would be a bed, there would be two beds in one bedroom. They couldn't even show a couple sleeping in the same bed back then. That's nuts. That's nuts. And, uh, well, if you guys have seen WandaVision, like that first episode, like that's, that's real. Yeah, they, couples could not sleep in the same bed. Back in 1950s and 60s television? Not sure when that broke, but that's... Yeah. Um, you had the uh, Jack Jack Benny show, I think, that started in the 50s. Maybe it was the 60s. I gotta double check. Oh, the Jack Benny program. Not the Jack Benny show. My mistake. Had to look on that one. Yeah. And then you had, um... You had the, uh... In the 1950s, you had the Jackie Gleason show. Yeah, there was just all kinds of stuff that was going on in the 1950s and 60s. One that's, uh, really popular and... Kind of stands out today... The um, Mary Tyler Moore show, that one started in the 70s. Let's see, started in 19... Started in 1970? So let's, let's start talking about the sitcoms of the 70s. So you got the Mary Tyler Moore show, which was like a, your sketch comedy kind of show. And before that, you had the Carol... Bo Carol Carol Burnett show. That started in 1967. So, you know, these shows, the Carol Burnett show, Mary Tyler Moore show, they were funny, but they were, you know, testing the waters, as you would say. So the Carol Burnett show, why can I not talk tonight? Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, and then we get into like your, your sit down comedy shows. The first one that kind of tested how television could really kind of push the envelope all in the family. Archie Bunker would come home 
and he would like just kind of make not not be it, it all in the family was like the first show to not show you happy your happy family that show really stood out for the time because everything else was like oh we're happy we're perfect here's sunshines and rainbows and i mean i'm you think I'm being silly with you, but I'm telling you the truth. Like, that's that's how television was back then. <clears throat> so. If I can't get all of this in, then I'm going to make a part two. But I'm going to try to make. I'm going to try to make a. Try to make, keep this one part, but. I'm just giving you this guys this warning if it if it if it doesn't if I don't get everything covered then there will be a part two okay so let's kind of go on all in the family for a moment okay all in the family ran for nine years and a series that brought reality to primetime TV entertainment. The lead character, Archie Bunker, is a loudmouth, uneducated bigot who believes in every stereotype he has ever heard. His wife, Edith, is sweet, but not the sharpest knife in the drawer. They and their daughter, Gloria, and her husband, Mike, all live in a working-class home. Unfortunately for Archie, he can't avoid the people he hates his son-in-law whom archie calls meathead is an unemployed student and a pol and of polish descent the jeffersons live next door are black and we'll we'll get into the jeffersons in a moment edith's cousin maude is a feminist and his and later his partners in a local tavern are jewish so yeah, there's a lot going on right there. So now, which kind of leads us into Ron Howard. Now, hear me out on this. Yes, Ron Howard, the movie director. Now, let's kind of jump back to a second to the 1950s. 1960s my mistake the 1960s not the 50s we're basically done covering the 50s there's a little bit of the 60s we got to still okay the andy griffith show now you can't really talk about television shows if you don't mention basically the big four in my opinion i love lucy andy griffith Happy Days, and, okay, the big three. But if there is a big four, then the fourth would be the Cosby Show. But we're not, we're not there yet. We're not in the 80s just yet. We're still, we're still glossing the 60s and the 70s. <clears throat> so, the Andy Griffith Show originally started out in black and white. So, 
The Andy Griffith Show is a widow is a widow sheriff of the small, sleepy North Carolina town of Mayberry. Andy and his son Opie live with Aunt B, who takes care of the family. Andy's deputy is his bumbling but neurotically hilarious cousin Barney Fife. Among Andy's Mayberry friends is the town's resident Barbara Floyd. Originally aired from 1960 to 1968. Now, since it originally started in black and white, that kind of reminds me that I didn't really cover the description of I Love Lucy. So, we're going to jump back to that for just one second. I Love Lucy aired between 1951 and 1957. Lucy Ricardo is a is the wacky wife of... Man, that's hard to say, isn't it? Wacky wife, wacky wife. <laughs> Sounds like Bugs Bunny. Um, of Cuban band leader Ricky Ricardo living in New York City. Ricky tries to succeed in show business while Lucy, always trying to help, usually manages to get in some kind of trouble that drives Ricky crazy. Um, that's basically the, uh, and if you've ever seen the, the, uh, the clip, black and white clip where, like, chocolates are thrown on the ceiling, and Lucy's trying to eat the chocolates, and it keeps getting faster and faster and faster, that's for my love, Lucy. Now, let's, um, so that's, I love Lucy, that one's covered. Now, with the Andy Griffith show, and if you guys are curious why I'm only doing descriptions on a few of these, is because this discuss, discuss, discussion, wow, what is with me tonight, are, about, are based around the shows that made television what it is, while mentioning um, important shows here in the process. And we'll get more into detail about other shows as we progress. And we progress. So, now. The Andy Griffith Show is important, just like I Love Lucy is important in television because... Television was basically about the family aspect. For, I think in my opinion, because Andy Griffith was a, a widow and he was taking care of his son, I think that was probably the first show, in my opinion, to probably show that because everything, you know, was about the the mom and dad and the, the kids, you know? So I think for, I think in my opinion, for the Andy Griffith show to um really tackle that for the time was different. And he was, uh, you know, I tried to, 
I've seen Andy Griffith here and there, and I really tried to sit down and watch it. Really tried to sit down there and watch it. Um, a few years back, but it kind of made me upset because my grandmother on my father's side had just passed away, and Aunt B kind of reminds me of uh, kind of reminds me of my grandmother how she was. So. But some time's passed now, so maybe I could give it another try. But I always knew of these tel- I always knew of these shows, you know. I watch television a lot. I enjoy watching TV. So, and uh, yeah, we're gonna continue this in a part two. So we're gonna try to wrap up what we can here for. Uh, for part two. Now, let me give you a little preview of what's to come. We're going to discuss happy days. We're going to discuss the 80s. We're going to discuss the 90s. We're going we're gonna to briefly discuss Full House because we discussed that in another video. Um, so we're going to discuss happy days, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, Laverne Shirley, um, we're going to discuss just a bunch of different shows. So, if you are enjoying the first half, be sure to check out the second, okay? We are... Yeah. We're going to continue this discussion. Hope you enjoy it. The television shows that made history the history of television. We'll be right back after this message.